Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Reverend Karen Al Washington, pastor of New Elizabeth AME Church, located in Newark, Delaware. This week's sermon title is The Manifestation of God's Power, the third message of the series, Manifestation. How is God's supernatural power made manifest in our lives? What if I told you that you can walk in God's anointing every day of the year? If all Christians receive the same Holy Spirit, why do some operate in greater levels of anointing than others, delivering powerful miracles through supernatural grace? In order to walk out the dynamic kingdom lifestyle that Jesus made available, marked by the manifest presence of God through signs, wonders, miracles, and the full operation of spiritual gifts, you need to first hunger for a lifestyle of ongoing encounters with the Holy Spirit. There are no shortcuts to living a life saturated in the anointing, nor are there formulas. However, to walk in the power of God's anointing every day, we must invite the fullness of God to take reign in our lives. I pray this message will propel you to thirst after the anointing of God. God bless you. You know, when we look around us and all that has transpired over the last week, many people may be questioning, where is God? And I want us to understand today that the manifestation of God's power in our lives is really up to us. Amen. What if I told you, yes, that every day we can walk in God's anointing or every day we can walk in the power of his presence. If all Christians receive the same Holy Spirit, then why do some operate in greater levels of the anointing than others, delivering powerful miracles under supernatural grace? I also need us to understand that there are no shortcuts to living a saturated life in the anointing, nor are there any formulas. However, to walk in the power of God's anointing every day, we must invite the fullness of God to reign in our lives. We may all experience the manifest power of God. However, we must hunger and thirst after it. I need us to understand to walk in the anointing every day, that means we must desire to encounter the Holy Spirit every day. We must look for an encountering, an experience of God, that God may show himself in us, that rivers of living water may flow out of us. Amen. God has always been interested in humanity's welfare. Hence, at the conclusion of creation, he handed over the entire creation to humanity and he told us to have dominion over everything in it. When men sinned and lost that authority, God put an arrangement in place that the authority that was lost will be restored in Jesus Christ. 
Anyone, therefore, who believes in Jesus experiences salvation from sin and its consequences, and they are restored into the fellowship with God, who delegates his authority, meaning power, to them again as representatives on this earth. God's plan, therefore, is to manifest his power through the believer. And I need us to understand that today, that that is what God's plan is from the beginning, to manifest his power through the believer that God may use us, amen, in his kingdom. We need to understand today, as we're talking about the manifestation of God's power, that we are not talking about any type of power. We're not talking about power in office. We're not talking about power in government. We are talking about the supernatural power of God that we have access to and can walk in that authority each and every day. We read in Matthew 10 verse 1 it says, and when he had called unto his 12 disciples he gave them the power against unclean spirits uh, to cast them out uh, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Uh, in Luke 10 19 it says behold uh, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents uh, and scorpions uh, and all the wiles of the enemy that the power of darkness uh, will not come near us. Uh, in Matthew 16 uh, 17 18 uh, it declares these words uh, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Can I say that one more time? And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I need us to know and understand that when Jesus walked the earth, it was a demonstration uh, of the power of God where he healed the sick uh, and where he cast out demons uh, that God had delegated his power. Now we are in a place uh, where Jesus is saying, they that are thirsty uh, come unto me and drink uh, and out of them uh, will flow rivers uh, of living water. Let's examine Acts 3, 1 to 6. This is the lame man at the beautiful gate, at the gate where he was asking for alms. And as Peter came upon him, they knew exactly what he wanted. And when they said unto him, he begged for alms, he said, silver and gold, we do not have, but what we do have, we will give you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In other words, they were exercising the anointing upon their lives. They were exercising the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit that dwells within them, that with boldness and confidence that they can speak to the lame man and he shall walk. The anointing of God. To be anointed means to be set apart to be empowered or protected. 
Many can be anointed, but there is a single anointed one who has made it possible for all of us. The act of anointing or being anointed, as many of us understand, is being either rubbed or touched with oil or having oil poured upon our head. But when we say that God has anointed us for this, what that means is that God has set us aside for his purpose, amen, that God has anointed us that we may be able to stand in such a time as this, that God has anointed you and set you aside for his purpose, that if you are full of his glory and that you are open to the spirit of the living God, you need to know and understand that there is no devil in the pit of hell that can stand against you. Why? Because you are the called of God and you walk and operate in the power of the anointing. That means I walk and live and move under the anointing and the power of God. That's why I can stand before you and preach because I know I'm not preaching out of myself but I am preaching out of the belly of God that rests, reigns, and abides in me and through me. Hallelujah. I need us to know and understand that that same power resides in you. It is whether you are living in it. It is whether you are operating in it. It is whether you are calling it forth. It is whether you are sitting under God's presence and allowing God to allow the rivers of living water to flow out of you. Which takes me to our test text today uh, in John the seventh chapter it says if you read beforehand uh, it says on the last day uh, here they are uh, at the great feast uh, and the people will come uh, to the feast of the tabernacle uh, for eight days uh, but on the on the first seven days uh, they will come uh, and they will pour water uh, at the altar uh, as a reminder uh, that God provided water for them uh, that God God provided manna for them when they were in the wilderness. And during this time, Jesus was watching. And Jesus said unto them, as they were thirsting, he noticed that as they thirsted, many of them were still walking away hungry. And many of them were still walking away not healed. And many of them was walking away not delivered. And many of them was walking walking away with heavy burdens uh, on them. Uh, and Jesus puts this invitation uh, out to them. Uh, and he wants to know uh, today, uh, if anyone thirsts, uh, let him come uh, to me and drink. Uh, and so my first question is, uh, are there any thirsty folks uh, out there? Uh, I'm not talking about uh, some thirst uh, for a soda or some thirst for uh, regular water. I mean, uh, is anybody thirsty? Um, and we talk about thirsty, that means there is such an emptiness in you. You have not been fulfilled. You're feeling lacking. You're not walking in the prosperous things of God. And he's saying, is there any thirsty folk? And if you are thirsty, come to me and drink of me. 
And when you do that, if you believe in me, then your heart will flow rivers of living water. What Jesus was about to say was a great importance, importance of because of where he said it. He said it right there at the temple. If anyone thirsts, come and drink from me. The celebration of the feast of the tabernacle emphasized once again how water was provided to Israel in the wilderness experience on his way to Canaan. And Jews, Jesus is boldly calling people to himself to drink and satisfy their deepest thirst, their deepest spiritual thirst, whatever it may be. He is saying, I have it if you want it. And you got to come unto me. Jesus goes on to explain that if he believes in me, what it's saying is, uh, if you believe in me, uh, you have to come to me with faith. Uh, he's saying, they that believe in me. Uh, what that means is uh, that they that have faith uh, and believe uh, that they ain't got to worry about the things ahead. Uh, all they got to do is live a good life. Come on, somebody. Those that believe, uh, come to me in faith right now uh, and drink uh, from my cup uh, because I need you to understand uh, in this day, in this time, in this hour, God is manifesting uh, his power and he's calling us to walk in the anointing uh, every day. Uh, but in order to walk in the anointing uh, every day, uh, you got to come thirsty. You got to come thirsty. Hallelujah. That's my first point. You got to come thirsty. Jesus knew when the people were about to be famished. Yes, he did. And what we must not forget is that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the divine inflow from God. And he's offering us the same inflow and the same indwelling. And if we are Christians and if we have given our life to the Lord, then we have the same spirit that dwelt in Jesus. It is an indwelling of his spirit. And what we need to know is not only was it an indwelling, because Jesus said, if you believe in me, in your heart, in your heart, because it says, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. So what he's saying is that there will be an outpouring of my anointing in your life. And because of the anointing that you're walking in, and you've now allowed me to take rain in your life, the devil is afraid of the anointing because in Isaiah 10, it tells us around verse 27, is that the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing tears down strongholds in our lives. And so if you are struggling today, Jesus is saying, I need some thirsty folks to come and believe in me. I need some thirsty folks to stand on my word. I need some thirsty folks to get on your knees and pray and call on my name because when the spirit of the living God comes upon you, you will have the power to speak and it shall be so. You will have the power to speak to the serpents and the scorpions that gather all around Capitol Hill. You will be able to speak to your days that are ahead of you. You will be able to overcome every challenge 
about walking in his anointing every single day. We need to walk in his anointing every day. Because we don't know what the days of head hold. But one thing I do know is that God is with us. Yes, he is. One thing I do know that just like he told Paul in the book of Acts, when Paul was feeling like I'm in a dire situation and I'm behind prison doors and the death angel is lurking over me and Jesus showed up right in the midst of his circumstances uh, because Paul was anointed by God uh, and because Paul was anointed by God. Uh, God knew uh, and understood uh, that there were still some things uh, that he had Paul to do. Uh, and so Jesus said, be of good cheer. <laughs> Paul, because I'm still got a work to do. And Jesus is saying today, be of good cheer because the comforter is here. When the comforter comes, I know we need to understand that he will protect you in our times of trouble. When the comforter comes, he will give us the anointing just like he said to Jesus because Jesus tells us in Luke and in Isaiah the spirit of the Lord is upon me and I need you to say right now the spirit of the Lord is upon me Jesus said because he has anointed me I need you to say those words right now because he has anointed me and then Jesus begins to say what his assignment is he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. He has anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. He has anointed me to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Has he anointed you today? Are you walking in the fullness of the manifest power of Jesus Christ? If you call yourself a child of God. That means that the spirit of the living God is dwelling inside of you. The question is today, what has God anointed you to do in this season and in this hour? God is saying today, dear to believe in the spirit's indwelling anointing that is in you. And that is what Jesus was saying. He said, he who believes in me as the scripture says, out of your heart, he says, dear, believe me, dear, believe my word of truth. And the word of God says, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. And so because I walk in the anointing of God, I know that even if the enemy tried it, he's in trouble because I'm anointed of God. Even if the enemy try to raise his ugly head up, I'm a prophet of God. And he says, touch not my anointed. We got to walk in that same authority. You are anointed by God. When you wake up in the morning and you call on his name, you ought to say, I am the anointed of God. Anointed. 
pressure on me. You don't know what each day holds. You don't know what each hour holds. But God is saying, this is the season that you must walk in my anointing. Anointing fall on me. Anointing, fresh anointing, fresh power, fresh fire. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, I will give you power when the Holy Spirit comes. I will give you power when the Spirit of God rests upon you. And in order for the Spirit of God to rest upon you, you gotta know his name. You gotta walk by faith. You gotta pray like tomorrow is coming no more. You gotta stand against the wiles of the enemy. You must declare the things of the Lord. And you must not allow sickness to defeat you. You must not allow lies to defeat you. You must not allow lack to defeat you. You must not allow the things of this world that going on in the White House and Capitol Hill make put you in despair. God says, get up. Get up and walk. Get up. Get up and walk in your anointing. Get up and call on the living God. Get up. Clear my word, and you will see the manifestation of God. Yes, it will start on January the 20th, but I need my people who are called by my name to humble themselves and pray. Turn from your wicked ways and walk in your anointing, and you healing of the land. Somebody shout right now. Hallelujah. Glory. Let the anointing fall. Lift your hands to glory right now. Anointing fall fresh on me. Hallelujah. To walk in the anointing of God. You walk in that anointing by opening up yourselves for the fullness of the Spirit of the living God to reign in your life. Once you allow Him, y'all, to reign, that means just to take over. My God, my God. I mean, once you allow him to reign and, and, and live, you know, he's already there, but we keep shutting the door on him. He's all, I hear you, Spirit of the living God. He said, I'm already there. But every time I begin to do a praise in you, you shut me down. He's inside of you. But every time I try to open up your mouth, you are fighting me off. And God said, no, 
and you have the power to walk in the anointing of God every single day. Claim that authority daily and you will see things begin to turn around for you. You may look at the television and you may say, you know what, it don't look like a change. But I need you to understand it's changing. And it's all about what God is doing in you. Worry about the transformative power in you. Because when he transforms you, my God, my God, it will be like fire shut up in your bones. You will wake up thinking about the Lord. You won't be able to get enough of him. You'll be thirsting for the word. You can't wait to come to Bible study. You can't wait to come to worship because that's what thirsting does. We thirst after so many things in this world, but I don't understand why. And I'm not being beating no one up, but I don't understand why across even our nation why churches aren't full I don't understand why Bible studies aren't full and I can only say that we ain't thirsty enough but sometimes God will allow things to show up in our lives things to happen in our lives because he said he needs to empty us up he needs to dry us out he needs to dry out our mouths that we may get thirsty after him and when you thirst just like Jesus said out of your heart my God y'all will have rivers of living water the abundance of joy will fill your space the abundance of peace you will feel the breath of the Lord breathing on you you'll be feeling the chains of despair falling off and the chains of brokenness just falling off you will feel revived and feel like living again for some of you that felt like it was all over it's not over y'all every day there's new mercies and daily we are blessed with his benefits. Thank you for listening to the Reach, Reclaim, and Transform Lives podcast. I pray you were inspired and refreshed. If you'd like to learn more about New Elizabeth Amy Church or hear more episodes from this podcast, please visit our website at www.newelizabethamec.org. You can also find us on Facebook or in your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes or Spotify. Until next week, stay blessed.